God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Verse 1. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Abide in me. Verse 4. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do how many things? You can do nothing. Verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are born. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Everybody verse 8 together, one to go. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. The silent secret of abundant fruitfulness. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. I am not a vine. I am divine. The there is a difference between a vine and divine. In verse 1, he said, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. So there are false vines. My father is the husbandman. Referring to God. Jesus is the one talking. I am the vine. The true vine. The father planted only one vine. Not two vines. The vine is one. And because the vine is one. He is expecting only one kind of fruit. Are you following me? Listen. You don't go to mango tree and pluck mango and pluck orange from the same tree. Does it happen? If a tree is to produce fruit, the tree must produce one fruit. God planted one vine. One vine. And that vine, the name of that vine is who? Jesus. And because the vine is one, the fruit is how many? The fruit is one kind of fruit. 
the kind of fruit God is looking for, they are not two. Because they must come from the vine, not from the vines. My father is the husband man. So he is a planter. He planted Jesus as divine. And he is expecting fruits from the branches of divine. In other words, of course, when you look at mango tree, for example, you notice that every branch of the mango tree is producing mangoes. Two of us. Do you know that even when you talk about mango, there are German mango, there are uh, sweet mango and all of that. But a mango tree is difficult to see a mango tree, German mango tree that is producing German in one branch and uh, sweet mango in another branch. And um, are, you, are you following me at all? God planted only one vine, the vine. Who is the vine? Jesus Christ. And one fruit is to come out of the vine. And no wonder Galatians 5 verse 22 said, The fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits. The fruit, check your Bible carefully, is not plural, is singular, is not a mistake, is deliberate, because the fruit is one. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. One fruit. Coming from the vine. If the fruit that is coming from your life is not the fruit of the vine, then you are not a branch. Are you following the Bible? He said, every branch in me that bringeth forth not fruit. So it's not any fruit you like you bring forth. If you are a branch connected to the vine, the reason why every branch must produce one kind of fruit is that the, 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 the vine is supplying the juice, the life. There is a flow from the tree, from the vine to the branches. And the same life that is flowing so this branch is also flowing to this branch. And it is by the reason of that life that each of the branches produces their fruit. I am divine. You are the branches. He didn't say that you are going to be the branches. So the branches are known. The branches are with the vine. The branches are connected to the vine. You are the branches of the vine. And if I will ask you, who is he talking to? The multitude of the disciples. Whenever you are reading the Bible and you want to hear or understand the context, look at the audience. You are the branches. He is not talking to the whole world. He is not talking to the Pharisees or the Sadducees is talking to his disciples. You people that has left all to follow me. I, I guess Matthew was there. You remember that Matthew resigned from civil service. Not to enter into full-time ministry. But to enter into full-time discipleship. Do you remember? 
He left his civil service job to follow Jesus, not to, to be a preacher yet. Preaching came up three years later. Peter, James, and John, Andrew, they were professional fishermen. They left their business. They left their families. They left all and they followed him. And Jesus said to them, you people that have left all to follow me, you people that have shown your love for me more than yourself, more than your father, your mother, your brothers, your sisters, your business, and you have followed me, ye are my branches. Becoming a branch of Jesus does not come by claiming. And if he's to talk to us here now, I think what he may say is not what he said in verse 5. What he said in verse 5 is that, I am the vine, you are the branches. If he's to talk here now, he will say, I am the vine, some of you are the branches. Did you get what I'm talking about? Some of you. You know why? Some of you are not yet his disciples. Some of you are still following him at your own convenience. You have not left your all. Peter said in Mark 10 28, Master, behold, we have left all and have followed you. We have forsaken everything, all is all, and we have followed you. And he said, Whatever you leave to follow me in this life, you will have it hundredfold. But for following me, the reward is in the world to come. In the world to come, you will have eternal life. Christianity is about the heart. Shake the heart with which you are following Jesus. Is it a heart that is ready to follow him at all costs? Or are you still using your head, your brain to calculate and to shake? I don't want to put my all into following him now. I don't know whether he will, he will do my life good or he will destroy my life. I used to tell people that if God has called you to follow him, to serve him with all your time and your life, don't waste your time. Answer a call. Answer the call. Because God's plan for everyone is different. God's plan for A is different from God's plan for B. If he has not called you to serve him with all your time and your life in the pulpit... He has called you to serve him with all your time and your life. As a marketplace, we have two kinds of apostles. Pulpit apostles and marketplace apostles. All of them are apostles before God. He sent all of them. He trains them and sent them. Because there you are in the school as a teacher. Jesus is expecting you to pass the life to those students as you are teaching them. Teach them the word of God. Wherever you are as a, an apostle sent, whether in the marketplace or in the pulpit, you are to make disciples for him. But you can't make someone a disciple when you're not a disciple. Can you give what you don't have? No. Go and make disciples of all nations. You are not a disciple. How can you make disciples? So that particular instruction, you cannot obey it till you die. No. Excuse me. Listen. You know, sometimes you say this is the great commission for the church. And then you look at this church, you look at this ministry, you look at this, say they are making disciples. No. Discipleship has conditions. It's very clear. Jesus said, you can't follow me. If you want to come after me, you must deny yourself. You must take up your cross daily. 
and follow me. You can't say, I love Jesus. You can't say, I'm ready, I'm a disciple of Christ. When you are not ready to stand for him. When you are not ready to give your all for him. I got a new song from God yesterday. When I was doing my quiet time. My life is offered to you. My heart is given for you. Jesus. You are all in all to me. My life is offered to you. My heart is given for you. Jesus. You are all in all to me. My life is offered for you. My heart is given for you. Jesus, you are all in all to me. My life is offered to you. My heart is given for you. Jesus, you are all in all to me. Sing it one more time. Oh, my life is offered to you. My heart is given for you. Jesus, Jesus, you are all in all to me. My life is offered to you. My heart is given for you. you are all in all to me. You are all in all to me. Are you sure? He said, Jesus, you who gave your all for me. What did he reserve? He left the glories of heaven and came down and become, became a man. He didn't just become a man. He became a servant to man that he created. By him, all things were created. By him, all things were created. Yet, the man that he created was slapping him. And for the sake of his salvation, he kept quiet. He gave his all for me. Will you give him your all? Can he become your all in all? He said, you are the branches. I wish some of you will be 
grafted into the vine this evening. You can become part of the vine. Grafted into the vine, the main vine. There are false vines. They say, I am born again. I'm speaking in tongues, yet they are telling lies. I'm born again. The fruit of their life is lost. Lost. Lost of the flesh. Lost of the eyes. Pride of life. Anger. Malice. Walking in the flesh. Envy. Jealousy. Fornication. Adultery. Pornography. Homosexuality. These are not the fruit of the vine. You are not the branch if the fruit of the vine is not coming out of your life. It's not by claiming. It's by the fruit. For their, by their fruit, you shall what? You shall know the branches. Will you offer your life to him? Will you give him your all? That the life of Christ can flow through the branch and the fruit coming out will become the expression of Jesus. Truly. If Christ is in you, as the Bible told us, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. If it is true that Christ is in you, why don't you allow him to preach the gospel to others? Why don't you allow him to speak out through your mouth and reach out to people around with the gospel of love? I am divine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Look at the Bible. Look at Jesus. He that abideth in me. Abiding in Christ is a personal thing. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. When he say ye are the branches, is he talking to one man or twelve of them? Eh? He now changed from talking to twelve people to personalizing. He say he. He didn't say those. He say he that abide in me. Not those that abide in me. It's a personal thing to abide in Christ. He that abide in me and I in him. The same, the same bringeth forth much fruit. What does it take to bring forth much fruit for God? The only thing it takes that's why you say the silent secret, not secrets. The silent is silent. Because to abide is to remain. You are not doing any work. Just remain. You are the branch already. Just keep. That's what it takes for the branch to bear fruit. All that the branch needs to do is to remain. To remain. To keep remaining in the branch. In the, in the vine. He that abided in me and me in him. That same bringeth forth much fruit. The same brother, the same sister that abides. So it's not like my husband is abiding in him. Therefore, because of that, I will bring forth fruit. No, marriage nourish there. It's not my 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 sister, my neighbor is abiding. No, it doesn't reach there. It is personal. If you are not abiding in Christ, you are not abiding, and you cannot bring forth fruit. Much fruit. The word much is an English word that shows that the fruit is uncountable. The difference between much and more is that you use more when you are dealing with countable nouns and you use much when you are dealing with uncountable nouns. In verse 2 he said, 
every branch in me that does not bring forth fruit, my father will cut it and take it away. But the one that brings forth fruit, he will purge it so that it will bring produce more, more fruit, more fruit. Then he came to verse 5 and said, let me now show you the secret of not more fruit, but much fruit. Uncountable fruit. Abiding. Silent secret of abundant fruitfulness. Abiding in Christ. It is personal. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. He said, for without me, how many things can you do? Without me, the vine, the branches can do nothing. When you cut off a branch from a tree, and the branch is no longer connected to the tree. Will the branch be able to do anything? To produce any fruit? It will wither and men will gather it and use it as firewood. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. How do we know that you are abiding in Christ? Let's read two scriptures quickly. First John chapter 2 verse 4 to 6 and chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. How do I know that I am in him? I am abiding in him. How? How do I know? First John chapter 2 verse 4. What did he say? First John chapter 2 verse 4. Are you there? He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandment is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. That is, this is how we know that we are in him. Eh? Are you seeing that scripture? You are not answering me. This is how we know that we are in him. Then verse 6, everybody together want to go. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Can I hear a simpler version? Good news, NIV, Living Bible. Any of those, quickly, anyone you hold, just stand up and read quickly. Let me know the one you are reading, sir. New Living Translation. Okay, go ahead. Verse 6 only. Those who say they live in God, they should live their life. How? As Jesus lived. Yes. Who is holding good news? I would like to hear good news. Yes. Those who say, the claimers, that say they remain in union with God. Uh -huh. They should live. How will they live? Just as Jesus Christ lived. How can you say that you abided in him when you are not living just as Jesus lived? Look at chapter 3, verse 5. What did he say in verse 5? Everybody read it together. Want to go. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. 
Whosoever, verse 6, go. Whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth, has not seen him, neither known him. This is quite clear. If brother John, say your name is John, John Bosco. If brother John Bosco is abiding in him, will he be sinning? He that abideth in him sinneth not. Do you know why? In him there is no sin. You are a student, isn't it? If you are in him and you want to do exam practice, can you do exam practice in him? No. You have to go out of him because in him there is no sin. Before you can watch pornography, before you can commit masturbation, before you can lust, you must have left. Because in him there is no lust. In him there is no pornography. In him you cannot commit masturbation. So that time you see yourself committing masturbation, you know what you, are, you have done? You are already out of him. There is no sin in him. If you say you are abiding in Christ, you must live your life just as Jesus lived. For to this you were called. First Peter chapter 2 verse 21. For to this you were called. Run there. For to this you were called. NIV, read it for me. For to this, to this, T-H-I-S. You were called that as Christ suffered. Are you there, NIV? 2.21. Who is holding NIV? Anybody? Alright, read it for us. To this you were called. Uh -huh. Christ suffered for us. Leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Go ahead. Verse, what is the step now? Step number one, verse 22. He committed how many sin? Please look at the scream. Look at the scream and read it from me from the scream. He did not what? What again? And no deceit was found in his mouth. Where did you get the ideology of sin? Confess, sin, confess, sin, confess. Where did you get it from? In him there is no sin. That's our pursuit. He that said he abided in him must live just as Jesus lived. Please, how did Jesus live? Read it from the board. How did he live? He committed no sin. He didn't quarrel with anybody for once. The sin of quarreling and fighting and anger is ended in your life. If we are Christians, we must, we must live Christ-like. Christian means Christ-like. So that's how you know that you are in him. You are in him because the life he has is coming out. You can't say, I am part of a, a, a tree when the fruit you are producing is not the fruit of the tree. It doesn't, it doesn't go in. You are not in him. And when the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ, watch the Bible. When you are reading the Bible, pay attention. The dead in Christ will rise up first. Those who died while they are in him. 
you are not following me at all. Not those who died with malice and unforgiveness in their heart. No, they are out of him as they are dying. Then they will join with us that are alive. We are in him. Rapture is for those that are in him. Gossipers are not in him. Gossipers. Gossipers. We defined gossip last Sunday, I think so. Am I correct? Gossipers. Backbiters. With motive to cause trouble. Check your heart. Christianity is about the heart. Are you preparing for eternity with God in heaven? Thank God for the word of God. He's here to sanctify us. How do we practically abide in him? How? The same verse, John 15 verse 5. I am divine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. How to abide in him is to do nothing without him. Help me talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. If you don't have a neighbor, go and get neighbor now. Quick. How can you be alone? Get a neighbor. You are neighborless. <laughs> Say, neighbor. If you want to abide in him, then you must learn to do nothing without him. He said, for without me, you can do no thing. No thing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 35 as this. Lean not on your own understanding. In how many of your ways? In all your ways, acknowledge him. All your ways. Christianity is not true. Jesus that we are following said, the son can do nothing by himself. John 5, 19. The son can do nothing by himself. Let me see it on the screen. John 5, 19. A amplified version. Old amplified. I learned there is new amplified. I don't want the new one. The main old one. I want to hear verse 30 of John 5. But let's read verse 19 first. Let's go. Want to go. Jesus. Okay, then answer Jesus and said unto him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do, for what thing soever he doeth, this also the son likewise. How many things can Jesus do by himself? How many? Nothing. That's how he lived. To abide in him is to learn to do nothing without asking him. Before I came out this afternoon, I said, Lord, I have many clothes to wear. Which one do you want me to wear? To discipleship? To revival experience this evening? And he said, wear this one. Is this cloth not good? Uh, it's by divine direction. Nothing is nothing. To abide in him, don't choose a cloth without asking him. Don't choose what to eat. What is nothing? What to eat is it part of nothing? 
Uh, you are thinking about it. Because what to eat is not, not, is not a thing. The sun can do nothing. You see, this is for our protection from sin. From the flesh. If you have not learned to do nothing without him, you will be walking in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.16 Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. The flesh. The flesh. Is it not the flesh that is making people, when God says, do not commit fornication, they know it and they will still go ahead. They say they are doing valentine. They know what God said. But the lust of the flesh will push them into the flesh. If you are to remain in him, don't go out to visit without asking him. Eh? Before you join that meeting, before you join that group, if you are a disciple, kneel down and say, Lord, do you want me to join? He cannot be your Lord when you are doing what you want. Get me on the screen. Luke chapter 6 verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you are not doing what I want. You are doing what you will. Are you there? Okay, let's go together. I want to go. And why call ye me Lord, Lord? And do not the things which I say. You say he is the Lord. When we sing the song now, he is the Lord. You sing more than everybody. You dance. The thing we move you as the keyboard is playing. But when you finish singing, saying that he is the Lord, you become the Lord. You are the one that is doing what you want. You are the one that is going where you want. You are the one that is living as you want. And yet you say he is the Lord. Lord doesn't mean owner. Doesn't it mean owner? If he is the owner of your life, why don't you allow him to guide you? Why is it difficult for you to obey him? Why? Are you the owner of your life? Are you the one that kept yourself alive? Are you the one that gave yourself health? Go to hospital, you see people that are sick. And his mercy has preserved you. And you don't want to obey him that died for you. Six hours he was bleeding on the cross. For your sake. For your sake in particular. Give your life to him. Let him be your Lord. What has he not done for us? What has he not done? For you. He gave his all. Why can't you give him your all? Why must you be the person deciding what to do? Some of us, even when you know that God is not in this decision, you keep saying that God will understand. And yet, you come to say that you are his disciple, you are following him. No, you are not. Without me, you can do nothing. And the last point I want to talk or touch on abiding in him is this. Another way to abide. Watch the connection between the branch and the vine. They call it node. Those of us that read uh, biology or whatever. The, the, the branch of a tree is connected to the stem through the what? 
denote the junction, that particular point. When you want to cut off a branch, you go to where the branch is connected to the vine and cut it. Once you cut it off, that branch is gone. The connection point between the branch and the vine. And that is referring to your devotions as a disciple, your quiet time, your Bible reading, your Bible study, your personal relationship with God. The things you do that enables you to get life from the vine, to get supply from the vine. If you are playing or joking with your quiet time on daily basis, your Bible reading on daily basis, and you have excuse with your prayer life, personal, I'm not talking about family devotion, I'm talking about personal prayer life. Let me tell you what is happening to you. The devil has played wayo on you. Because the devil being wise knew that if he want to cut you off from the vine, he will just need to attack, attack the node, the connection. The moment he got you playing with your quiet time, I give you three days, four days, five days, you will start messing up to your own surprise. You can't survive as a branch if your connection point with the vine is not intact. So the wise, what do they do? They make sure that they don't play with their quiet time. When I woke up in the morning, when I woke up every morning, anytime I sleep, I woke up. You know what I do? I will stand up. I don't lie down to pray. I will stand up. And I will begin to worship God. I will begin to speak in tongues. I will raise a song. It's something I enjoy. It's not a burden. It's my life. The way I breathe, that's the way I do it. Prayer is not a burden. Prayer is a communion, a talk with someone that you love. Do you love God? Do you love God? Are you sure? And you can't stay with the one you love for one hour. You can't interact and discuss with the one you love for two hours. Lovers, they, they spend time with themselves. If God is your lover, then spending time with God will be a life. Who have I in heaven but you? And there is no one I desire on the earth beside you. Psalm 73 verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? There is no one I desire on the earth beside you. Can you say that? And it is true. Psalm 73 verse 25. Everybody read together. want to go. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Are you sure? There's no gear that you are desiring in your heart. Young man, I'm asking you. Even when you say, let me read Bible, Rebecca is before you and you are remembering reading her. Young lady, that man that is calling you on phone all the time, saying all kinds of rubbish and you are taking it in because you are hoping for marriage. Can you say this? Your heart is taken away. You can't love God and love man at the same time. You can only love man well when you will love God first with all your heart. And then through the love you have for God, you'll be able to release agape. 
agape for all men. Agape. Agape is unconditional love. If anybody say, I love you, ask him why. If you give you a reason, know that that is not a love. It's not the love of God. Oh, I love you, sister. Why? Because you are fair, you are tall, you are intelligent. That is the love of the flesh. The love from the spirit has no reason. No reason. Just because you are a child of God. And my father has said I should love you. So I'm loving you because God said I should love you. And because I want to obey him that I have loved. So you see my love. When you do something that will irritate me, I can't stop loving you. Because you have done something that will irritate me. Then I don't have agape love. Do you love God? Is God the love of your heart? Who do you have in heaven? Who do you have on the earth beside God? What is it that is taking your attention, your time, more than God? Money? Money? The love of money is what? Love of money is what? All the Yahoo boys that are stealing people's money. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And you think you are not a Yahoo boys. When you are also covetous, you are giving pursuit of money more time than the pursuit of God. Your heart is taken away. Tonight is the night of restoration. To abide in him, you must learn to do nothing without asking him. You must learn to hear from him before you take a step. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. All of them. All of them. Not some of them. All of them. And he shall direct your steps. Your steps. Step after step. That's what he wants to direct. Step after step. Even unbelievers want to know the will of God in marriage. Unbelievers. Unbelievers. And that is all about you. No, 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 no. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, not in big matters, in all things, they are the recognized sons of God. Tonight, will you learn to abide in Him by doing nothing without Him? By letting Him be the only love of your heart. Who are you desiring? Some ladies say, I want a man by my side. What are you talking about? As some men say, I want a girl I will be talking to. One, one brother said, he wants he want some, some, someone he's talking to, he's feeling lonely. I said, talk to me now, am I not someone? He said, no, no, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Where is your heart? As the deer panted for the water brooks. So my soul, Psalm 42 verse 1. As the deer panted for the water brooks, so my soul longeth after you. Psalm 63 verse 1. What did he say? Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. You are my God. Oh God, general. You are my God, personal. Early will I seek thee. My soul. My mind, my emotions, my will, they are testing for you. My flesh longeth for you. 
in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Instead of my flesh longing for water, where there is no water. My flesh is not longing for water in a dry land where there is no water. My flesh is longing for God even in a dry land where there is no water. For what? Verse 2. For what? To see your power and your glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Can you ask God to help you? Is there any reason why you should cry out to God and say, save me before I go to hell? Save me before I go to hell! Oh my God! My life is far from you! Save me before I perish in sin! No malice in him. No unforgiveness in him. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080 Six five six zero seven nine nine nine. Could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Lagos. <laughs>